of the nightcap here on VSIN. That's Dan Leach at Dan Leach971. 971, the ticket up in Detroit, Michigan. At one Tim Murray's where you can find me. And uh, Dan's gonna be hanging out with us for the next couple of days, hanging on the network for six total days. I told you I hitchhiked in, they saw me on the side of the road, put you right to work. I'm ready. It's that pinstripe jacket. They said, this guy's sharp. He knows what he's talking about. Sharp, double meaning. Sharp in two different ways. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, sometimes you you don't make bets and you kick yourself. That and sometimes often. you don't make bets and you're like, okay. Uh, I, as I said earlier in the show, I did not lay it with the Suns. I talked about it last night, Dan. I like the spot. Suns coming off a loss. Warriors coming off of a, a massive win last night against the Utah Jazz. It is a 105-103 game now with 6.50 and change to go. The Suns just regained the lead, but the Warriors, uh, they have been uh, they've been playing exceptionally well here in the, in the second half. So, you know what? I'm good. I'm glad I didn't make that bet. Well, you also got to mention sometimes you make bets that you're really mad you did make. But this is one I did. I did lay the four and a half, and I'm definitely, uh, you know, sweating it out right now because the Suns, they had that kind of momentum. They let the, you know, Wiggins has played well. And you mentioned, you know, Curry was terrible in the first half, and they yep. still were right in it. Uh, I still think I'm going to get the cover. You might. It was a small play, but I'm just, a, I'm a big Suns guy right now. Chris Paul, you see him there uh, with a nice shot. So, I think the Suns are going to do it for me, but I won't be I won't be surprised at all if you were right and I was wrong. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, we were trying to remember what his total was uh, for this game. It was 19 and a half. He's got 31 tonight, so a big game for for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Kent Bazemore goes over his point total for the Warriors at 11 and a half. Steph Curry, well under right now. He's got just 17 points. And Booker look, over too, 31. Yeah, Booker over and Chris Paul uh, over 19 points and his assists aren't there yet. He's got eight assists, uh, needs nine and a half. So where we stand right now, 105-105. Steph Curry just hit a jumper with six minutes to go. The Lakers and the Knicks right now, a 73-71 lead. Two great games. Yeah. The Lakers and Knicks game, I don't know what the largest lead has been. Maybe five? I, mean, I was going to say, I think the Knicks were up by five or six at most. That's it. And, it is, and the Lakers, too. And it has been back and forth. Knicks just hit a three. So both uh, both Dan and I took the points uh, with the Knicks. You got a slightly better number than I did. Uh, I took the three, and you took three and a half. I was scotch better. Just I was, hey, you never know. That hook, uh, hook comes in handy. Many times. Uh, but, man, I, I was... This was one that I, I I was frustrated that I didn't get the best number, which was five and a half. We talked about it last night. The Knicks have covered covered so many games. The Jazz, or sorry, the Lakers were coming off that big win over the Suns. Now the thought was LeBron would be back. He ultimately does not play. It was it felt like the odd the 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 line was set out there, kind of baked in. Just is he going to play? Is he not? And then it, as soon as that word came out, taken down, reposted three and a half gets bet down to three. Actually went off two and a half. Yeah. At most spots, you're and, not feeling good if you got the two and a half. You want, you want, you want more. Yeah, it's been back and forth uh, the entire game. 74-73, two minutes to go in the third quarter. We're going to talk some football here with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Uh, was in town. Uh, we got, we got to check out how he did. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what his game of choice was. I know he was tweeting about Delaware. Uh, that did not work out well. <laughs> that did not work that did not out work. Well. But I was on James Madison, and that was brutal, man. Well, you're a big fan of the president. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, they were up 24-3 against Sam Houston State. I, I took a I took a halftime nap because, you know, why not? And uh, I woke <laughs> up, and they were losing. Uh, so that was uh, not ideal. But I, I do got to bring up, I've, I've, I've mentioned it, this, 
The Oklahoma City Thunder, man, are just something, a thing of beauty. Here we go, Thunder Watch. Thunder Watch. Remember, this team was 20 and 27. They were three wins away from hitting their win total over on March 31st. Since then, they're 1-21, and and tonight they were winning at the half. They were outscored 41-28, to or sorry, 41-18. to <laughs> Even better. In the third quarter. I find it hard-pressed to see a team that was that close to a win total with that much time left that's been that bad. All-time, all-time bad beat. Eric Eager right now. Nightcap here on VEASAN Live from the Circus Sportsbook. That's Dan Leach, Tim Murray with you, and our next guest, a frequent guest, not only on our show, but on the network, does tremendous work at PFF. Check out the PFF forecast. He and George Shahuri, their most two recent podcasts. We're going over win totals, both of the AFC and the NFC side, and uh, one of those was taped because word on the street, Mr. Eager, there was a PFF contingent <laughs> up at Stadium Swim on Friday afternoon. How did the PFF crew fare, uh, both just intake-wise and also, I don't know, did you guys get busy at any tables? How'd you guys do? Well, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I have to say, I'm not going to try to make this an advertisement, but it was a, a hell of a, a good time. In fact, uh, we were trying to make it onto your show Friday, and a few of our guys had too much fun, and we had to wheel them back to the hotel. So, uh, you know, that was I, I, unfortunate because I, I I stayed uh, relatively sober enough for the for the show, but my friends uh, didn't didn't follow suit. But it was great. I mean, we had I believe we had the Pelicans uh, plus plus the points in a game where they were down by like twenty at halftime and almost won outright. Uh, we did a, we had some fun at the uh, the blackjack tables outside uh, and as you just talked about the the following day uh, I woke up I, I got a decent amount of numbers on Delaware you know all the way down plus nine plus eight and a half and then I came back with some South Dakota State in the morning bet some James Madison both the both my bets were up 24-3 at one point uh and it ended up splitting them so I don't know how I should feel about that that was a brutal game spring football yeah the James Madison one man that that one hurt that that one hurt uh, I will I give Eric a lot of credit because as he mentioned um I, I we were hoping we had to talk but I knew look they were at they were here on vacation man these guys worked <laughs> their butts off for the draft and I was like, if you're around, come on, pop in studio. Friday shows are a little looser. You know, Derek Stevens and, uh, you know, Mike Palm were having a chug off, you know, in the first hour. But Eric was texting me like, I'll get an Uber. I'll come back. I'm like, dude, no, just do your thing. Have fun. <laughs> so I appreciate the effort, Eric. Um, but uh, let's get into what you and George just talked about most recently on your podcast. Uh, some win totals. If you have any futures out there, division side, uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. And I know... Uh, you were talking uh, on Twitter today about Minnesota, kind of basing it off of what Justin Jefferson had to say on on Colin Cowherd's show about Joe Burrow versus Kirk Cousins, which were some pointed uh, pointed thoughts there. What do you make of this Vikings team because of the uncertainty with 
with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Bears certainly intrigue with Justin Fields. Here at Circa, they're 3-1 to one to win the division. They trade, they trade back. They get Derisaw to shore up that offensive line. So what do you make of the Minnesota Vikings in 2021? Yeah, I mean, they opened, you know, way before the draft at 5-1 to one to win the division. I thought that was absurd. I did take some of that. I did take some Bears at about plus 550. Um, plus 300 is about as good as you're going to get on that team. Um, you know, right now, and 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 kudos to Circa for 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 posting that number because I, I think I probably would take that just with the uncertainty with Rodgers. I think there's a a very good chance he ends up even retiring um, before he comes in place for Green Bay again. I, I do like the Bears at plus three fifty even now, um, but you know Minnesota's a weird team. They they opened at eight and a half. They were really juiced to the under, and we've almost seen you know complete reversal of the price to go over now being you know, minus, you know, 140, 150 or so at some places. Um, people love Minnesota and they have for years. Um, and, and I think it's because, you know, the efficiency stats with Kirk Cousins are, are really good. And I think that the team on offense is oftentimes less than the sum of the parts. And you look at the defense, they have shored up some things. They got Patrick Peterson, they got Dalvin Tomlinson, they get Anthony Barr back. Um, but you know, when I look at the way in which that defense is constructed, Peterson's an older corner. He was a replacement level player last year for Arizona. Tomlinson, all of his good statistics have been at nose tackle. Um, but, you know, when he goes out to three technique where he's going to play in Minnesota, he has not been nearly as effective as a pass rusher. Anthony Barr, I think, is a player who plays off of his name a little bit more. And they have a really tough schedule. So when I look at Minnesota, I probably have to lay off. I, I, I do think they have a good enough offense to compete. Um, but I, you know, I can't go over eight and a half just because, you know, Kirk Cousins just isn't, you know, he's coming off of two amazing seasons for him. And, you know, to ask a guy to have three straight, you know, sort of career years is too much for me. So I honestly think that if, you know, Rogers retires or leaves that division, it's going to be a scrap to nine wins for whoever wins it. And that could probably be Chicago. And Eric, I, I wanted to say that's a great lead into that. My question about the Bears. We talked a lot about Justin Fields today. How long is it going to be until he possibly gets in there? Uh, you know, Andy Dalton, you can't just write him off. It's, you know, the win total seven and a half. And, you know, Matt Nagy kind of coaching for his job. The question will be probably how long is it going to take till you see Fields if things go bad? That's an interesting number to me. It's seven and a half. What do you think about the Bears? Yeah, I, I would have to go over that. You know, here's the thing. Like, there's a, a bunch of, I, I think, misconceptions about Chicago. Um, the first misconception, I think, is that the Trubisky pick was the biggest flop that they had. No, the biggest flops that they've had is the signing of Mike Lennon before the pick, the the, the trade of, of Nick Foles. Like, they've made a lot of decisions chasing a bet that, in my opinion, anytime you take a quarterback in the top 10, it's a good bet. It, sometimes it just doesn't work, and the, and they've done a weird job of chasing it. Now they make another good bet on Justin Fields. You look at them, despite everything, despite all the bad decisions that Pace has made, despite you know, Nagy's reputation, they're eight games over 500 the last three years, and they have two playoff appearances to show for it. Um, the defense has lost, you know, Kyle Fuller, uh, you know, and some pieces over time, but they're still a good defense. 
Um, and when you look at that offensively, you know, Matt Nagy was there in Kansas City when they transitioned from Patrick or from uh, Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. He he's a better offensive mind that I think people give him credit for. He got really stale under under Nick Foles, but again, I think he was sort of coaching for his job with a little bit more freedom here that a, a rookie quarterback gives rise to. I think that they'll be they'll be okay, and I think that you know coming off an eight and eight season with much better quarterback play projected here, uh, I can see them hitting at over seven and a half relatively frequently. We're talking to Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. Eric on Twitter. Uh, I know a team that we talked to Eric Edholm earlier in the show. I, I haven't heard one person say a negative thing about the Chargers draft class uh, with them grabbing Rashawn Slater there, kind of a plug and play tackle to give protection uh, to a guy like uh, to, to a guy like Justin Herbert and then Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, this has been uh, this is a win total sitting there at nine. Uh, lost seven games last year by eight or less points, so seven games by one score. Um, and you look at their 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 schedule, right? They play the NFC East. Uh, will they probably be the favorite in every game, maybe outside of Dallas? Uh, their 17th game is Minnesota. They get a, a road game at Houston where they'll be a, a favorite. They do get New England, and then they, they get the entire AFC North. Uh, looking at nine and right now at DraftKings, it's it's minus 110 both ways. What do you think of the Chargers this year? Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit contrarian here. I, I'll say one. I'll say that the Chargers, with one exception, have had a tremendous offseason. And um, they, they even got lucky in the draft. Slater fell to them without needing a trade. There were rumors that they would go up and get Sewell, but they end up getting a player who's about as good. Um, despite you know not having you know not having to give up any capital there, um, you know they have Kenneth Murray coming up. They have uh, Herbert. I will say though, in the most important spots on the team, I think they're going to take a step back. So Herbert a season ago averaged just seven yards a pass attempt when clean, and he averaged seven point six yards a pass attempt when pressured. He faced the second most pressured snaps in the NFL, which is a good. Like, they're going to reduce that with the offensive line, but he was super efficient on them, which is noisy. It's like a batting average on balls in play sort of argument for quarterbacks. So does he take a step back? And additionally, he goes from Shane Steichen, who I think did a very good job a season ago as their offensive coordinator, to, to Lombardi, who the last time he had a chance to be a play caller, he was fired in favor of Jim Bob Cooter in 2015 for the Detroit Lions. So when I look at that, I think, okay, second-year quarterback, with a new offensive play caller, kind of like a Baker Mayfield situation where that Browns team, everything looked good for them. They checked every box except for the two most important. And then you add on top of that, Brandon Staley coming in and being a first year um, you know, head coach, like how how does he square? He's only had one year as a coordinator and he was brilliant there, but you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So again, that's a number that I think is right. Um, you know, nine and eight isn't that impressive, and it would be super chargers to like do it. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's actually like a really good number. And I've been joking. I said, you know, the the most fun thing about the 2021 season as a Chiefs fan is going to be to see how a team as talented as the Chargers ends up with a losing record. So that would be the side I'm on if you made a gun to my head. But I think nine's probably right. That'll make my Chiefs friends really happy. Eric, I, I want to ask you about this. This is obviously a team that's not a contender now, but it, this this is a very interesting win total to me. The, the Jaguars, I mean, they get the generational talent with Trevor Lawrence. They arguably get the best quarterback and running back in this draft with Travis Etienne. They've got Tim Tebow. I mean, Jesus is on their side now. 
But six and a half, this was a one in 15 team last year. I know Urban Meyer's coming in. They got DJ Shark. They got, you know, some pieces, but that seems like a crazy. I know the the under is the, the favorite, minus 130 or something, but six and a half seems a little nuts, even with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. I will say a few things positive about the Jags. Actually, in fact, I saw them. I think it was at William Hill. I don't know what it is at Circa, but they they had they hung up twelve to one to win the win the division. And I actually really like that. I don't like the Colts very much. I don't like Tennessee, and obviously Houston is a candidate to go winless. I think. Um, so I went to try to bet it, and it was already got down to nine. I still think nine to one is still a good play here. Um, when I look at this team. You see the sideshow that's going to suppress this number. It's Urban Meyer. It's the that Iowa strength coach that they hired and fired in 24 hours. It's Tim Tebow. But you look behind the curtain a little bit, and you have Brian Schottenheimer, who had some success as an offensive coordinator. You have Daryl Bevel, who was the offensive coordinator when Russell Wilson was a rookie and had you know became the quarterback he is today. You have some. I think legit things about the Jaguars. And then you do have, you know, a continued, you know, growth in terms of the positional, you know, skill position guys with LaVisca Chanel, DJ Chark, um, you know, uh, Travis Etienne. You're, you have some players there that can play. And on defense, they have a lot of high upside guys in CJ Henderson uh, and, and company that they drafted last season. So when I look at this, this is one where I think to myself, okay, this is an AFC team. All AFC teams have nine home games instead of eight, like the NFC. This one is one where I think it's a sneaky over, even though it feels like a like a like too high of a number. This is a team in the Jaguars. They lost by 27-25 to two playoff teams last year in the in the uh, Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers, I believe. And they had a bunch of close games. I think that they're much better than one in 15 from a season ago. The question is, can they take advantage uh, of a suppressed and I think weak AFC South and squeeze out let's say three four wins out of that division? And then you you have a road game in Cincinnati you have you know you have Arizona at home you have San Francisco at home two teams with young quarterbacks you also have Denver at home who you know unless they get Aaron Rodgers I think is going to be weaker you have you go to the Jets which is a winnable game uh, and the Falcons are the Falcons so you know that that's kind of the you know, the the reasoning there to see them maybe go 7-10 and 10 or something like that. We're talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. You mentioned what it is here at Circa uh, for the AFC South. Uh, Jaguars at plus 870 to win the division. Colts minus $1.20 and Titans plus 145. Uh, Eric, before we let you run, um, uh, one final team. They were picking fourth. They go get Kyle Pitts. Uh, obviously, he comes in, helps that offense uh, immediately. The question is, will Julio Jones stay? This is another team similar to the Chargers. They upgrade a coach uh, with bringing in Arthur Smith, Dan Quinn out. Seven losses by seven points or less last year. They go 4-12. and 12. Uh, A manageable schedule. They do get Jacksonville, like you mentioned. It'll be on the road. They get Detroit. Uh, in their crossover with the NFC North. Their win total seven and a half uh, at DraftKings. It is juiced slightly to the over, though, uh, for Atlanta. Yeah, there are some offshores, though. I can tell you that this morning, I this is one I legitimately bet at minus 115, seven and a half to the over. It opened at seven, minus 140. It got bet up. This you know, the Falcons have burned us a lot, but I'll look, you look at that, you know, you look at that graphic that you guys have up there. There's no reason that the Saints should be three to one other than the faith that folks have in Sean Payton. Like Jameis Winston is a guy that, you know, 
if he starts, like, I don't know how much better than they, they are than the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to get defensive regression, a team where defense carried them last year. They only have one real good threat. I still think the pa- Panthers are a ways away from contending. So, you know, the Falcons to me are a team, and I, I, I make fun of them because they, they are exactly what you said, Tim. They're a team that has a point differential of a much better team, and they continue to lose games. But, you know, you add Arthur Smith, you add Kyle Pitts, they already have the, you know, bet two better receivers than Tennessee ever had um, you know they have Mike Davis who's a good running back they have offensive linemen you know were picked in the first round a couple of years ago that are sort of you know you would expect them to eventually become good and the best bet I placed while I was in the desert last week was Matt Ryan at 75 to 1 to win the MVP because to me he's got it in him you look at what Ryan Tannehill did with Arthur Smith you know, Matt Ryan's a much better quarterback. And so, you know, I, I think the Pitts move makes them a contender from an offensive standpoint. The defense is going to be rough and they're going to go through growing pains. But I think Dean Pease has done, you know, yeoman's work in other places. So I, I like that over a lot. Um, and I've been burned by the Falcons before, but I'm ready to get my heart broken again because I think that they have the, the characteristics in a very flat NFC other than Tampa Bay. Like you can make a case for any of the rest of the NFC teams to be bad this season. And I think that that benefits a team that's being slept on here in Atlanta. We're going down with the ship together, Eric. I'm all in. Give me the Falcons over as well. Eric, you're the man. Appreciate it. the nightcap final hour and we'll take a look we'll, we'll head back to uh some we'll make some predictions the schedule comes out tomorrow it's like a holiday i know local radio man this is this is a day oh. uh, i've got a good friend of mine aaron Ostar, producer uh knows him well too he produces his podcast and for about a little over a decade he's been doing a bit with a mock schedule a mock schedule right but we've talked on a local radio. It, 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 <laughs> oh, Lord. It, it is, it's, it's moths to a flame. And it's, it's like a mock NFL draft. It's so wrong, but it just starts that discussion. And now people in D.C., where I'm from, are mimicking him and writing articles about it. It's unbelievable. He's going to get the rice reserved on that. I know. It is, uh, it, is, it, is, it is remarkable. But the schedule comes out tomorrow. We've had a couple leaks. Uh, we know what Sunday Night Football will be. Week one, it will be the Rams hosting the Chicago Bears. Uh, Dan and I will make a couple predictions uh, coming up in just a little bit. But this is Treats and Beats, uh, where we kind of incorporate current action as well as uh, maybe something that has unfolded earlier in the day. Uh, I'll give you a treat. Unfortunately, it's a beat for you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, The Phoenix Suns fell apart here, man. I don't know what happened. Kudos to the Golden State Warriors uh, as they come back and beat the Phoenix Suns tonight, outscoring the Suns by 14 in the second half. They win 122-116, to 116, win the fourth quarter 30-18. to 18. Steph Curry only finishes with 21 points, goes 1 of 11 from 3, but Andrew Wiggins went off today, had 38 points, and the treat for me was I wanted to bet the Suns, and, yep. and I forgot, I, did, I didn't... I just didn't do it. And early on in this game, you know, the Suns jumped out to a double-digit lead early in the first half. I'm thinking, gosh, this is going to be so easy for the Suns to come home. Warriors are out of gas. Steph's playing poorly. The 
Others picked up the slack. Jordan Poole had 20 points. Draymond Green had a triple-double today. Draymond Green, if you look at our props there, over on points, over on rebounds. Uh, He had 11 assists. So big, big win for the Warriors as they are trying to hold off the Memphis Grizzlies. It it likely come down to the final uh, game of the season against the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday. But they're trying to solidify that eight seed. And right now, man... Good for the good win for the Warriors. Treat for me that I didn't bet the Suns, unfortunately. Not a treat for you. Yeah, first day working together, and I already got an anti-treat, but I'll give you another beat. <laughs> I had the over six and a half that went to seven in the Cubs uh Cincinnati game, or Cubs Indians game. Bet it before I got on the plane today. And then it went to seven. The Cubs had multiple runners on in the seventh, eighth, and beyond. All they needed was one run. Then I win for sure because it's three three. No matter what. Of course, final 3-2. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm bringing the dark cloud with me all the way from Michigan. I know. And when you bet when you bet unders, you're going to get an extra inning game, and you're going to get that stupid oh, run on second base. I just, I, I, have, I have come to the realization you've got to bet. You can't bet unders full game. If you want to bet unders, first five, go for it. But, man, I, I just can't do it. Uh, by the way, this Knicks and uh, Lakers game has been incredibly entertaining. We've got a media timeout right now, 4.34 to go. Knicks lead 87-84. You've got 3.5 with the Knicks, getting 3.5. I took the 3, closed at 2.5. It's going to be a sweat here, uh, but this has really been an entertaining game. And how about this, you know, uh, coming from Detroit, how about two former Pistons, Leading both teams right now. Drummond having a big game, 14 and 14 for the Lakers. Derrick Rose, 22 and 6 and 6. So you got former Pistons keeping their teams alive in this one. I'm feeling I'm still feeling like this is going to be a treat for us. I do. But this is a good game. I really, I mean, that was impressive to somehow weave Detroit basketball I, into this Lakers Knicks game. That's all that, we got right that now. That was well done. I mean, that is that is like that's a that's better. What a impressive guy. You know, I mean, Andre Drummond, yeah, but to throw the, you know, Derek Rose. <laughs> Rose what did Derek Rose have a cup of coffee in, in Detroit for like five minutes? You know that I could no, a little longer than that, a couple years. But I called him <laughs> the greatest free agent signing in ten years in Detroit, and then of course he's gone, and the Pistons suck. <laughs> The future's bright, though, Tim. The future's bright. Uh, oh, I like man. Dwayne Casey. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's that's good. Got to leave it in there, buddy. Entertain me, man. Uh, that's uh, that's unsolicited. I think we're, we're we're still on the lower level, but as the week goes on. I've sure. behaved. I've you have. And, I, I mean, I've, I've brought it up. You know, we, we talked to NFC North odds hey, earlier. This I teed you up a little bit. I wanted to make you feel good, you know, here. 89-84, under four minutes to go. Lakers with the ball, so keep eyes on Lakers and Knicks as that is the final game on the NBA board tonight. But when we return, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a game that has got a line and everything in the NFL. Also, a couple predictions on what we might see week one. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. any of our show today or any of the VEASAN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VEASAN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly, a numbers game or Lombardi line on the daily VEASAN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book 
Pod. Josh Applebaum will be in town next week. Wow, check out Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is his podcast. Get PGA Tour betting previews on the long shots. The long, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod with Preakness coming up on uh, Saturday. And the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we've got the pod for you. Find them all for free. VEASAN.com backslash podcast. VEASAN.com backslash podcast. We got a tie ball game in Los Angeles. The Two big, great games. Tonight. Lakers on a 14-4 run right now. 89-89 with a minute and four. Minute and forty seconds to go. My man's got the ball though. Yeah, your your guy, the greatest uh, free agency signing of all time, years, all time. Well, at least ten years. <laughs> he just scored ninety one eighty nine. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> How many times did you drop that in uh, on Detroit? Too right many. Here? Yeah. Too bad. I mean, listen, I had fun with it. Yeah. You only live twice. I mean, if you're if you're doing overnights, you gotta have you gotta have that, <laughs> you gotta that have energy. the flavor, right? Uh, so ninety one eighty nine after the greatest piston of all time. <laughs> You know, Isaiah, Isaiah, and then Derrick Rose. Like, well, right I got there. Isaiah, Dave Bing, Derrick Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we hit on it a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, we have a line, Rams and Bears, week one. You're going to lay it. You're I'm laying lay the six the, and a half. Lay the lumber. Stafford. Stafford. That's right, your guy. Uh, so we got Rams, week one, Sunday Night Football. Danny Parkins broke this news earlier today. Uh, and we will have the full schedule. Man, tomorrow's show is going to be something. Can't wait. Full schedule. Uh, it'll be like Christmas in May for, for football fans. I I think by process of elimination, and as I flip through my notes here. Very detailed notes, by the way. I'm a little jealous of you I right am uh, I am a I am a legal pad guy. I, I've always been. Well, a, you wanted to go to law school. So. I did. Yes, I, I did. Did not get in. Uh, I took one pre-law course. I said, nope, this ain't for me. <laughs> um, so Tampa Bay is going to open up the season uh, at home. And that, is, that has been what we've done since 2004. The defending Super Bowl champ hosts that Thursday night game. It has been a tradition since 2004. And the only time we had the team not at home, it was when there was a conflict yes. with Baltimore. Uh, the Orioles had a home game. Uh, <laughs> they could have probably made it work. They, they didn't. should have made it work. Whatever. Um, but I went back, and there's only been two times when the defending champ has played a division rival. And oddly enough, both times it was the Giants. 08, uh, the Giants played Washington. And in 12, the Giants played Dallas. Other than that, you do not get a divisional game. So, I think you can eliminate Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans for Tampa Bay as that Thursday night opponent. And I agree. And the only game you'd even consider would be the Saints. But there's no, you know, Drew Brees is gone. Right. It's, it's a different, the division's definitely out. So, non-conference opponents this year, home non-conference opponents for Tampa Bay. Chicago, but we know that's out. <laughs> that's right? out. They're playing the Rams. Uh, Miami, unlikely. Uh, you know, there's some buzz there, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Buffalo, this was intriguing. However, there was a report today from a reporter in Buffalo that said Tampa Bay and Buffalo will not play week one. Instead, they'll play December 12th in Tampa. It'll be a 425 Eastern game. In a way, I hope that's not true because that would be Josh Allen, that would be great. Tom Brady. I mean, that would just be a hell of a game to start the season. I, I think Buffalo's got a chance to win it all this year. And that's, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I hope it's for his, for his uh, own reasoning he's right, because I don't want to be wrong that way, but that'd be a hell of a game. So you, you're down to two teams. The Giants 
or Dallas. I think it's Dallas. It's, it would have to be. There's Dak, no way it's the Giants. The return of Dak, it's the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys the- at Tampa Bay. I I would be very surprised, knowing what we know, Chicago's out, Buffalo's out. It's got to be Dallas. It, it makes all the sense in the world to have Dallas, Tampa Bay, the yeah. stars align, Dak Prescott back. Uh, so I think that when they, at some point it'll leak tomorrow. And I think it'll be Dallas and Tampa Bay week. Yeah, I'm not feeling a Daniel Jones terrific Tom Brady <laughs> matchup on opening <laughs> night. And and listen, I, I think the Cowboys are going to be overvalued again this year. But that's that's that that is a totally sensical matchup for that. As you mentioned, go back to 04, the tradition. Uh, I think that, that if it's not Buffalo, and it looks like that's not going to be Buffalo, that's that's I'm with you on that 100. What I'm curious about too is who will get the Monday Night Football game. AD back rim no good. All right, 35 seconds to what go. Did I tell you, come on, Knicks. It's all Derrick Rose, baby. Yeah, all Derrick Rose, MVP. Um, MVP of the NBA. By the way, uh, I saw. I thought this. You know, everyone makes the NBA Hall of Fame. Everybody. Derrick Rose might be the first and only league MVP to not make the Hall of Fame. I think there's a really very good chance. Because Russell Westbrook is getting in the Hall of Fame. Even though, I mean, he's, he's never going to win a championship. He's getting in the Hall of Fame. And, and once again, the NBA Hall of Fame is, is a, kind of a joke. But I, I, See, Webb's in. Is he really? Chris Webber's in. Wow. You know, it's that, I'm glad you brought that up because Derrick Rose is part of that great trivia question. All the NBA MVPs that have never won a title. He's people forget about Derrick Rose. I mean, yep. Westbrook's another one. If he doesn't tear his ACL in Chicago, oh, that team was so good. They were really good, man. And he was unstoppable. They lost that first round, didn't they? Yep, they, they lost made... the first round. Man, he that was a terrible. I was watching that game live. That was a that even that made me queasy. Yeah, it was bad. That was bad, and that was before he was a you know Detroit legend. I know before he was the third best Piston behind <laughs> Dave Big and Isaiah Thomas. We're forgetting Vinny Johnson too. It's <laughs> terrible. And Bill Lambeer, pride yes. of Notre Dame, of course. Um, I, I I don't really have a good prediction on Monday Night Football, uh, but one thing we do know, no doubleheader this year. Last year, I got to live the doubleheader here in Vegas. Oh, so I'm great. jealous. So great. And the books love it, right? So it's a 4 o'clock start out here in a 7.30. Se- yeah, 7.15 or so. Oh, that's I'm so So jealous. we're not getting that this year. I think, you know, people are going to be surprised if you have the. The TV arrangement, what happened with Week 18, which is just weird to say. With Week 18, on Saturday of Week 18, ABC ESPN will get two games. And that's why they're not going to have the doubleheader this year on Monday Night Football, which is a bummer. Seems like a sham. And and Aaron Oster, our producer, brought up a great point. I think... Almost assuredly, Las Vegas would have gotten one. Would have gotten the night. Uh, absolutely. So Legion Stadium, man. and maybe they'll get. And, and maybe the Raiders still get Monday Night Football, regardless. You know, to have the buzz, the draft is coming here. You know, a new stadium didn't have fans. SoFi is going to get that on Sunday night. Maybe they get it, but yeah, it's going to be great. Schedule out tomorrow. Full breakdown of the Lions' schedule. I'm sure yeah, every game. How they go 17 and 0 and maneuver their way through it. Are the Lakers and Knicks, eh, forget the Lakers, are the Knicks going to make us happy? We'll tell you that. Also, turn the page. Look ahead to Wednesday's slate next as we wrap things up. It's the Nightcap on Visa. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com. 
backslash credit. It is the nightcap, Tim Murray and Dan Leach with you. Um, 91-89 was the score, and I did. I was hoping, Dan, just just hit a three, man. Will of the three. We got we got we got points to work with. We took three. He took three and a half with the Knicks. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope had a good look from the corner. Former Hit Piston. it, man. Come on, KCP. Former Piston. Clank. Wesley Matthews gets the rebound. He puts it back up. And uh, now we're likely looking at overtime. Julius Randle to the it, bucket. It, no good. Oh, you called it. You so knew it before it was even written. We're going to overtime. And overtime as a dog better is uh, where dogs go to die. <laughs> it is. So Dogs don't go to heaven in overtime. So we will see. We will have to wait it out. But Knicks and Lakers has been fun. By the way, just taking a look at the uh, at the total in this one, 91-91. This is a, a late 90s feel. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're at 182. Total went off at 210.5. Can you get there? Yeah, if you got the over, you got a chance. It's You're still still going to need a little work. 35% I'd put it out right now. Yeah, it is not great. So we will see. Uh, but the uh, Lakers and Knicks headed to overtime, 91 all. By the way, this is a one-point game at the half. The Lakers were a two-point second-half favorite. Second half includes overtime, so that bet's still alive as we head to OT. Lakers ended the game on a 16-6 to run, and it is uh, all tied up at 91. The uh, the day is concluded. Uh Elsewhere across the board, a busy day. Very. Uh, Minnesota beats your beloved Detroit uh, Pistons. Yes. 119 to 100. Tank, tank, tank. Uh, Minnesota is messing things up really badly. Uh, they have a, a top three protected pick, and if they're outside the top three, that goes to Golden State yep. for the D'Angelo Russell deal. Not looking good because Minnesota keeps winning. Denver did get the win over Charlotte today. Uh, did not cover, though, so a cover for the Charlotte Hornets. Miami, a spot that I was on, uh, they win 129-121, to 121, laying one. The Clippers beat the Toronto Raptors, who I don't even know who was playing for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry was out. Pascal Siakam was out. pulled some guys from the street. Yeah, they might have, just like we did with you here yeah. at Vicent. It, it's working out so far. It, it is. So yeah. worked down the Raptors, it didn't work out so well. They didn't even get the cover. Uh, Brooklyn gets the win over Chicago and the cover. Memphis, really impressive win over Dallas. But Golden State also gets the win over Phoenix, as we are really looking like we're going to be set up for a showdown on Sunday for the winner getting the eight seed loser. A lot of fun. Getting the nine seed. Indiana beat Philadelphia. Uh, 103 to 94. Milwaukee gets a win over Orlando. And uh, oh yeah, don't worry. Oklahoma City did lose. Don't worry. One in their last 23. What one, a team. One and 22. One and 22. But let's turn the page. Look ahead, ahead to tomorrow. Not as uh, big of a, of a slate, but we will get a late night affair uh, that will start at 7:40, which is always fun. And it will be the return of LeBron James. Yep. Houston at the Lakers, raising of the banner tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, they're at Staples Center. It, it, it's so early, so so on time for that raising of the banner. Right, yeah. I mean, it's only May. <laughs> well, they wanted the fans to be there, uh, but Houston walks into the Lakers, uh, into Los Angeles. It is a 14-point spread right now. And right now, Houston, definitely, uh, they're, the, they're the favorite for the one pick. Uh, yeah, they are, they are full-on tanking. Uh, and you, you've got... Just random dudes for the Houston Rockets out there. So that is the late night affair tomorrow. Earlier in the day, we got Atlanta laying six and a half 
Uh, these odds, courtesy of DraftKings, uh, offshore shop, I see a five and a half. Yep. This is going to be a sweat down the stretch here. Uh, certainly an important game for the Lakers as they try to get out of the seven spot, which seems unlikely, but you never know. Uh, and the Knicks, uh, the, you know, they're, they're no lock right now for the four seed. Uh, they would, uh, if they lose today, now they hold the tiebreaker. Um, I forget what the tiebreaker would is. I haven't looked up if it's a three-way tie. I think it comes down to division standings here. Um, so uh, it would yeah, be they're... 38 and 31. All three would be yep. if the Knicks lose tonight. And I believe the standings, when it comes down to that, it goes to division standings, yeah, where I your think, teams are. I think the Heat have the, from what I saw, I think the Heat have the tiebreak in that three-way scenario. Yeah, the Heat right now are in, uh, so, well, they're tied for first place in the Southeast with the Hawks. Right. Uh, but they hold the, the, the head-to-head over, uh, but whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow. We're going to go cross-eyed. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot going on. Hey, the Knicks are going to win. It doesn't matter. Man, just cover. Just, just. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too. Just cover. 96, 93, two minutes to go. Uh, a couple other games, real quickly. Um, Boston at home tomorrow. Or excuse me, on the road tomorrow, taking on Cleveland. Laying ten. No thanks. Total pass. That's a pass <laughs> parade. Hey, that's my Midwest brethren, but get get rid of that one. Uh, and then San Antonio uh, taking on Brooklyn. No line right now on that game. Uh, certainly, I, I think there's reports that James Harden could return tomorrow night. For that game. LeBron is back tomorrow. We're sweating out Lakers and Knicks. The Lakers right now lead by four. It's not great. Come on. Come on. But that's going to do it. We're out of time. For Dan Leach, I'm Tim Murray. Thanks to Eric Edholm, Ben Dossett, Eric Eager, producer Aaron Oster, everyone behind the scenes. The NFL schedule out tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a great show. This has been the Nightcap on VSIN.